Hey everybody, Ashley Page here. Thank you for joining us today on our educational vlog. We're thrilled that you're with us. Happy New Year. For those of you all who are new to the educational vlog, what we try to do with it, as opposed to the portfolio vlog that the guys do every Monday, is on Thursday we try to go a little bit deeper into a topic that we feel like will add to your toolbox, as it were, to understand money and markets. And we thought we have an interesting one for you today that's gonna sort of govern a lot of the future of how consumer spending is done and thus ultimately impact markets. So the title of our blog today is, what is the experience economy? What is the experience economy? And why is it so important to understand for your money and markets? The experience economy is a little bit different way of looking at things, but let's first start with an example, is that historically, when you spend your dollars on something, uh, historically, you would spend them on a good or a service, sort of linear, good or service. Of course, a good would be something like an automobile, a washing machine, you get the idea. A service would be more along the lines of picking your dry cleaning up or going to a barber shop or getting your oil changed in your car. And so that dichotomy is how for years and years, most economists looked at your choice of how you spend. Why do we look at that so much here at Five Plan Partners? Because as we've often told you, markets are driven 70% plus by how the consumer spends their money. It's not the government and the industry mostly, that's only about 30% of it. 70% is what the consumer does. So we're gonna help you break down that a little bit more and kind of add to that paradigm as it were. So as opposed to goods and services, as we think the better way to look at it is more like a triangle where the one triangle points is goods, the other point is services, but the other point is experience or experience spending. So when we look at that, we feel like that's a more in-depth way to see how consumers in the United States are spending their money. Now, let us help you with an example of that, of what an experience economy is. Two years ago, my wife, Whitney, and I went to Israel with about 25, 30 other couples from our church. That's experience spending. That's experience economy. And it was a wonderful trip on multiple levels, religious level, historical level, geographic, topography, everything about it. And we often say around our house these two years later, gosh, we probably spent too much money on that trip, but what's the thing we always say right after that? But it was worth every penny. So what that type of experience economy is, is it's a dollar that you spend to really kind of enhance the value of your life. That's first. And sort of the subplot of that is experience economy is often a shareable expense. And we were having that discussion just yesterday. Besides the fact we enjoyed the trip so much, we were able to share that with a group uh, that we're still very close to here two years later in the church. So, you know, a lot of times this triangle can bend together where you're, you know, going on a trip like that, you spend some on goods before you go and you spend some on services before you go. But the primary expenditure was this experience. Well, the reason we want you to focus on the experience economy is that type of economy is growing at a four-time faster rate in terms of impacting markets 
the goods and services are. You know, it's interesting, in the history of the world, we've really only had four major phases in the world economy. Uh, let's look at them one by one. The first phase was the agrarian economy. Makes sense. First thing human population had to do is feed itself. The second phase was the industrial economy from the industrial revolution in England and then throughout the UK and then the rest of the world. The third type of economy really that was created was the service economy. The service economy is pretty much an American invention primarily that occurred after World War II. Likewise, number four, the experience economy was a child of the 20th century, mainly after World War II when radio came into place, um, television came into place, uh, when you had theme parks. For the first time in the 20th century, you could go to a professional sporting event with a large crowd. So that's an experience economy. So we've had an experience economy around for a while, but in terms of truly understanding, you know how it is. Many times you don't really know what it is until you have the term created. Well, the term, Experience Economy was created in 1998 by two authors. We really like following on these trends because it impacts money and market. James Pate was one and Jim Gilmore was the other. They co-wrote this piece about 25 years ago that said, look, consumer spending is not just goods and services. It's really growing rapidly in these experiences. And that really is true. Another good example of that is that my daughter, Caroline, just went with some of her law school alum friends to the Cotton Bowl. Well, when my wife and I got the social media post from that, we didn't get the social media post from her group filling the car up to get out to Dallas. What we got were the social media posts of all of them being together. So the primary expenditure was an experience as opposed to a good and service. And frankly, when you get right down to it, they probably did not care that much what the price was in terms of what they spent. They just wanted to have a good experience and be with each other. A lot of people ask on that four, well, kind of what's the difference between service uh, economy and an experience economy? It's a good question. The service economy is a little bit of a nuance. The service economy, you're really kind of spending uh, dollars many times to save time. Uh, when you're spending money in the experience economy, it's a time value expenditure. Sounds the same, but if you think about it, it's really, really different. Well, why are we focusing on this triangle now as opposed to just those two? Well, as we told you, this experience spending is revolutionizing where consumers are putting their dollars. Again, since the um, Gilmore and Pate came out with this term in 98, those prices have escalated a lot more. Uh, think about an NFL game. Think about what you would have uh, paid to take over a college football game, say like Alabama-Auburn. Think about what you would have paid for in, say, 1991 to take a family of four. Think about what you would pay now. Those prices have escalated way beyond what has happened with goods and services. Um, what we found is, is that the companies that will focus on this in creating good experiences, they're the ones that are gonna sort of rule the future here. The better you can do with that for a consumer, uh, the, the, the better market-wise you're going to do. And two or three studies that will import to you before we leave you today. 
One is recently in Forbes magazine, um, there were about 2,000 companies that were surveyed. And of those 2,000, 46% or nearly half said that the money that they would be spending to improve their companies over the next five years, almost half of them said that's primarily where they would put the dollars. And that is improving the experience for the consumer. That's one. The fascinating thing, we talked about pricing and how they've escalated and how if you have that trip like we did to Israel, you really weren't focused on pricing. A similar study asked about a thousand consumers about this experience spending. And they said, if your experience was good with the company, would you care about price? 86%, the vast majority said, no, we would rather pay more for a good experience. Uh, finally, I was a former commercial lender in banks, but four years ago, I joined Fireplan. And we used to study this type of stuff a lot. And going forward, a lot of retail banks now are saying that 70% of their expenditures are going to be spent in this area. The reason the pandemic hit us so hard is that this type of experience economy around the world has more employment in the world with it, either directly with it or surrounding it. So when we had the COVID, that's why we got hit so hard, because it aimed itself at the experience economy. We couldn't gather. So that's why we felt that so strongly. The uh, economists estimate that this experience economy by the end of 2023 is going to be worth $12 billion in expenditures by U.S. consumers. So that's why we brought this up for you today. You don't just need to look at linear uh, goods and services. You really need to watch what's going on with this experience economy and how it's growing because it's really going to drive so many more consumer dollars and thus ultimately uh, how markets move. So we hope you have a better understanding now of what the experience economy is. As I say, we've been with it about 25 years now in the growth of it. We just didn't know what to call it. But if you watch how the consumers are spending, it's really going in that direction, growing much more rapidly than goods and services. So as always, we appreciate uh, you joining us on the educational blog. You can contact us by any social media platform if you have any more questions about this of me or anybody else on the portfolio team. We also love it when you just drop by to see us. So, uh, we love that. And uh, we appreciate, uh, especially you forwarding this to your friends and neighbors. Uh, we get a lot of comments on that. Really appreciate you doing it. So uh, that's the experience economy. We hope that helps you understand a little bit more about what's going on with money and markets. And until then, we hope you have a great rest of the week. Thanks.